The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined this is Rotten to the Core Wednesday, and happy to have you with us. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so, sonsoflibertyradio.com and sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio, you'd like to watch the video portion of the radio show. That's right, you can see the faces made for radio. Head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com, scroll down on the right side of the page, and you will see that we are streaming live there. Just blow that up on the device that you've got, and then be sure to click on the platform icon. Join us in the chat. Love to have you in there. Good good to see everybody this morning, uh, including people who somehow know how to follow the page but don't know how to unfollow the page, and they want me to do for them what they should be doing for themselves. See, that's exactly what we talk about here on the Sons of Liberty. People always wanting somebody else to do for them what they should be doing for themselves. David. All right? Just letting you know. 
All right. Right above where we're streaming live is Bradley's show from yesterday. Uh, be sure to catch that. That'll be available up until 3 p.m. Eastern today, and then it goes live on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. As always, you can sign up to our newsletter right above that. Subscribe to that. You get one email from us a day, including the morning show archive. And real quickly, because I got a couple of little things I want to do before I bring Lynn on. There's a donate button at the top of SonsLibertyMedia.com. That's how you can support us if you choose to do so. We we do have needs, so we let you know those needs. And if God has enabled you and given you a cheerful heart in that to want to do that, then, hey, that's the way you do it. And if you want to become a partner with us, a monthly partner, Son or Daughter of Liberty, click on that link and you can set that up as well. And our story this week, we're highlighting the To Spit Against Heaven DVD. If you want to check that out, uh, that link will also be in the archive. It's also in our store. Um, it's normally $20. You use the promo code repent and you get 20% off. Okay. That's through Saturday night at midnight. So just letting you guys know that's what you can pick up now real quickly. Let me, let me just hit this because some of you said you're not getting notifications on like Facebook. Not that I'm surprised at that, but just, just let me, let me give you something to check on your own. Okay. Just to make sure that it is working. So when you go to our Facebook page, there's these three little dots here. Okay. Click on those three little dots. Click on the follow settings, and then in this, you want to you make sure it's on favorites. You don't want it on default or snooze or off. You want it on favorites, and this is not by default, okay? And there you should be getting, if you've got that, then you should have the notifications, then you want to hit update, okay? So just want to let you know that. Um, also, I received a call last night from our friend Don Brown over here in Charlotte, North Carolina. We've had him on before. He, uh, he's been involved with the election fraud cases. He is... Um, he he was the guy who wrote the book on Extortion 17. We've had him on the show many times. And uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but back in August, we did a whole week on um, Extortion 17. We had Don on. We had Joni Marquez, who was running the gunship. Um, and we and I did a, a segment of stuff that I had, had done, which was an overview on Extortion 17. And then we had a producer of the film Fallen Angel, okay, that was the you know documentary, if you will, of Extortion 17. And and this I kind of got a bad screen grab, but you get the idea. This is Steven Spivey. Uh, he was the creator of Fallen Angel. I got a call from Don last night, and I don't know any other way to say this. Steven was murdered on Saturday. He went to the hospital with the quote unquote COVID-like symptoms. He was fine when they admitted him. And then they gave him remdesivir. And it killed him. And we know that that stuff is deadly. And yet they gave it to him. And Stephen is no longer with us. He's with the Lord. It's better for him that he's there. But I, I don't know any other way you can say it but murder. These guys know what remdesivir does. And they gave it to him. And Stephen is no longer with us. Um, I recall when Victor Portier was with me on Tuesday mornings. And as a result of that, uh, or during that time, his wife got really sick. Lois got really sick. And uh, he stopped doing the show. And I said, you know, go take care of her. And then he was wore down from trying to take care of her. She she had some bad immune system and, and stuff like that, too. And... Um, he thought it, he says it looks like all the symptoms of this stuff they're talking about. I said, "Don't take her to the hospital. Don't take her to the hospital." And uh, he didn't. And about two weeks later, they were much better. And while other people were going in the hospital and weren't coming out, uh, 
Uh, that was up in New York. And then you guys know what happened with them. We still haven't got word. That was back earlier this year. We still haven't got word as to what the final conclusion was of why their house exploded and killed them. So, um, yeah, I just want you to uh, be in prayer for Stephen's family. Um, that's a that's a pretty serious blow. He He's not an old guy at all. And um, so, yeah, be in prayer for his family. Also, I want two quick stories uh, short little videos I want to play before we bring Lynn on. If we have to stay over, we'll stay over. But these are very important. Uh, remember the other, what was it, last month, I put out the article on Lieutenant Colonel Teresa Long. And uh, Teresa had urged the Pentagon through an affidavit to ground all the pilots that had been given the COVID shot. Yes, uh, I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before. She testified before a Senate panel uh, put on by Senator Ron Johnson this runs about a minute. I just want you to hear what she has to say about a particular incident that she came in contact with where she had to ground three of three pilots that came to see her. And when she did that, they removed her from seeing the patients and only put through the, the flight physicals. Listen to what she has to say. With respect to aviation safety, risk communication is critical. I saw five patients in clinic, two of which presented with chest pain days to weeks after vaccination and were subsequently diagnosed with pericarditis and worked up to rule out myocarditis. The third pilot had been vaccinated and felt like he was drunk, chronically fatigued within 24 hours after vaccination. The pilot told me he didn't know what to do, so he drank a lot of coffee to try and, quote, wake himself up and continued to fly until he realized it wasn't going away. After I reported to my command, my concerns that in one morning I had to ground three out of three pilots due to vaccine injuries. The next day, my patient patients were canceled. My charts were pulled for review. And I was told that I would not be seeing acute patients anymore, just healthy pilots there for their flight physical. All right. That's her testimony before a Senate panel. And then on top of that, I got this video the other day, and it's it's actually from September down in Orange County, Florida. The guy's name is Dr. Kevin Stillwagon, and I just want you to listen because this guy went to the county commission, and what he says at the end when he calls out the mayor, uh, it's going to make it's going to make you applaud. It really is. This is a uh, Dr. Stillwagon addressing the Orange County, uh, Florida uh, board here. Uh, County of Commissioners. Listen to this. My name is Dr. Kevin Stillwagon. I am a property owner and a taxpayer in Orange County. You are making some really bad decisions based on fear of a virus that has about a 99% survival rate for most of us. That is unsubstantiated fear. So let me give you a couple of things to truly be fearful about. That mask that you keep insisting that people wear decreases the amount of oxygen in your lung tissue. We now know that this virus uses something called a furin cleavage site to merge with your lung tissue to infect you. And it works better with decreased oxygen. And peer-reviewed research clearly shows that wearing a mask increases your chances of developing an upper respiratory infection 13 times more than a person not wearing a mask. So I would stop wearing a mask 
immediately if I were you. Secondly, this shot that you insist on people getting gives you absolutely no protection against infection. It is the innate immune system that protects you from infection by using dendritic cells, T cells, and natural killer cells without antibodies ever becoming involved. This shot has one goal, and that goal is to make antibodies. These antibodies circulate inside of you and cannot prevent an infection. They can only react to something that has already gotten inside of you. They cannot keep something out. The shot decreases the ability of your innate immune system to keep viruses out by 60%, and a booster shot will reduce it even more. Even worse, the antibodies that are created by this shot can no longer neutralize variants and actually enhance the virus' ability to infect you. It should be painfully obvious to you by now that fully vaccinated people are getting sick. And this will continue to get worse if you keep trying to jab people while a virus is trying to spread. The variants are emerging from the vaccinated population. This so-called vaccine is still being administered on what's called an emergency use authorization. It is not FDA approved. The FDA approved a biological licensing application for a product called Comirnaty. The application was approved, not the product. Comirnaty is not available in the United States. Sounds like he's listening to the SOL, doesn't it? Therefore, by law, you cannot force people to take this drug without informed consent and without animal trials to prove that it is safe. Now listen to this. Mayor Demings, please look at me. You, sir, are in violation of the United States Constitution and the Nuremberg Code. You will be held accountable. Good day. Right. There you uh, go, Dr. Uh, Dr. Stillwagon. <laughs> you will be held accountable. You know, and I'm hoping people are putting that together now. I really am. In fact, I mentioned Don. I, I spoke with him last night, and one of the things he's doing down here in South Carolina is he's taking on a case with about 80 people against a company that is mandating the vaccines. So there are people out there, guys, who will stand with you. They're few and far between, but they will stand with you. If you're being forced to take this shot and you're going to take that stand, there are some people who will stand with you. Don is one of those guys. And again, it's like, I don't know if it's class action or whatever the case may be. There's about 80 employees, though, he told me that they're going to be taking it to to a company down here in South Carolina. And so I'm glad to hear that. Now, with that said, I, I went a little long, but I did want you guys to hear it because when I come across these things, even though I may be a little late to the party on some because I'm not God, I can't see everything at once. So some of this stuff trickles in on me. And I know some of you are informed, Matthew, I'm glad you had seen it. Uh, a lot of the videos I grab, I'll go ahead and upload to my Rumble channel if I think they're important and stuff. So if you're following my public page, um, I don't even know what the name of Tim Brown, Sons of Liberty uh, after Facebook, because I don't, I just, I don't mess with Facebook that all that much, except just well, I don't even post now. We're, we're doing the stream. 
But uh, if you follow that, usually Rumble will stick those in, the ones that I think are kind of important that I run across. And, uh, yeah, uh, so I hope you're encouraged by that. Okay, it's Rotten to the Core Wednesday. And as always, we have with us the Common Core diva, Lynn Taylor. Good morning, Lynn. Hello, hello. She's been sitting there. She says, I'm going to go to sleep because I'm ready to give my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and Lynn's got, a, Lynn's got some great stuff. So, listen, I just want to tell you right off, if you are supportive of Trump, don't listen. You no, listen. You need to listen because No, I'm joking. I'm yeah. absolutely joking. Yeah, because this is this what she's going to talk about is tied to one of the biggest things he pushed during his time in office, which event which did sell out our sovereignty, believe it or not. And uh so Lynn, what do you got for us today? Oh, my goodness gracious. Well, thank you so much for asking. Uh, my latest article that you can find on my blog, Common Core Diva, talks about the supposed, sub, well, there's no supposing about it. We do have a supply and demand issue going on, but I'm sitting here questioning how much of it is real and how much of it has been orchestrated. So that's why I said that I'm, you know, I'm really going to to lay this out because it does tie into education. And here's how, because of all this, um, oh goodness, all this crisis, we need more skill-based education to create more jobs for all those truckers, especially women, and how this ties back to the infrastructure uh, bill that we've talked about in September, which in the archives, you'll get all the, um, resources for is it it showed you on certain pages and it's in the archives how the trucking industry was going to need to be paid attention to especially for women because after all we didn't have enough jobs and so now we're seeing okay department of transportation which had already sold out to the united nations and had already been uh uh impacted by the usmca has now said oh you know, there's not really all that big of a problem, but if there is, we're going to help take care of it. So that's that's in a nutshell what we will cover today, but it is so much deeper than that. Okay. All right. Yeah, guys, I forgot Lynn's music. It's still kind of new to me, so forgive me for that, <laughs> but I did stick it in there while she was talking. Yes, you did. Yes, <laughs> so, <you> so, <laughs> we're, so we're covered there. Okay, so we're, we're dealing with a supply chain issue. Um, yes. We're dealing with um, a bill they're trying to put through the, the Congress – which you know, it's it's oh, always no, no, funny. No, 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 it's through the oh, it's Congress. Through the Congress. Yeah, it just hasn't been signed into law because gotcha. they're trying to iron out their differences. And this was my whole, uh, this was my whole position for the article because while they're taking so long, Tim, to iron out their differences, look at what all's going on. You've got prices are soaring, supply is low, they're whining and moaning about all the cargo ships that are out to sea, and nobody can get to them, but somehow the trucking industry is going to be the saved grace of us all. Yeah, well, we had Bill on to talk about that, and Bill said this isn't mm-hmm. an issue that we don't have drivers or trucks on the road. We've got a lot of that. What we've got mm-hmm. is unions controlling the guys running the cranes who take those cargo uh, boxes off the ships. And he says, instead of them doing, you know, one every couple of minutes, they're doing like one an hour. And he says, you, you're you not going to catch up with that, doing that. I mean, I don't know how many um, 
how many of those boxes? I mean, this has to be bad for China and other places too, because that's where a lot of these things are coming from. That they're mm-hmm. not they're not getting their goods here either. So it, it's kind of it's bad for everybody all the way around. I think that's by design. Oh well, and, and that's what the article is is going off of. This is all about a orchestrated mess and education is at the crux of it as it has been for a while because not only do you have businesses that have been shut down but you've got schools tim that have been shut down and morphed into other schools nearby to create more regionalism which has to happen for the un the united nations to make their sustainable development goals thrive yeah, well, and it's using our money to do it. And mm-hmm. the interesting it thing is. is is all this infrastructure investment and jobs. Act. I, you know, I love the marketing that these guys have done to tell us that infrastructure is an investment. Well, it's – and this is – I'm going to tell you, this is one of the things that in the Constitution I think is wrong about them mm-hmm. supplying for highways and blah, blah, blah. That's not government's role. And you can get mad at me and say, well, it makes it easier for us. Okay, making it easier for you does not make it right. You know, I, I, this is the whole this is the whole thing. And then we, the Jobs Act, it's not government's responsibility to provide people with jobs either, right. nor education. I mean, it's it's that's not their job. And that's something that I think, you know, you've got to sit here and you've got to sort out for yourself as to what's going on. But there's a yeah, lot of stuff it- in this. It's not their it's not their job. It's not their business. But, Tim, look at how masterful they have taken those things that are not their job and they've shoved them down our throat. Absolutely. And and now they're using the COVID-19 era as the U.S. Department of Education has coined it to say, oh, yes, we have to have all this alignment so your friend is talking about how it's the cranes. Well, you know, it's not being told to anyone that it's the cranes. What it's being told is that it's the trucking industry. And the sooner we get education to align to that, and the sooner we get all the women in on that, the better this thing is going to be. <clears throat> yeah. And you know, when government tells you something like that, that they're lying through their not that they're not lying most of the time anyway, but when they're telling those <laughs> kinds of things and they, right. again, they know how to market it. Why? Because they, they have been studying us for decades mm-hmm. and the people are ignorant. They're ignorant yeah. of the constitution. And mm-hmm. even if they know the constitution, half the time they won't stand in favor of the law because they're scared of the repercussions. I can't tell you the people that I run into who are scared to make a stink about taxes or whatever the case may be, even though they know Mm -hmm. the truth about what's going on there, they're scared to do it for the repercussions because the DC organized crime syndicate is going to send their thugs down, whether it's lawful or not and come after them. And then they've got their judges in their back pockets and everything else. So it's not hard for them to do these kinds of things, and then they trip real law with administrative law, whatever that is, because the Constitution knows nothing about it. And when they do that, then they can do all kinds of tricks on people, and, and people are just ignorant of the law and how it works. And i got to tell you, I'm learning a lot in the process of both tactical civics and some friends that I have who are teaching me some things, and I'm just blown away at how deceptive uh, – uh, attorneys are 
and judges in the process because half the time they don't know what's going on either as far as some of this stuff either. So uh, I'm eager to hear what you've got here, Lynn, because I'm wanting people to see and I'm wanting to learn how is this tied to education and the USMCA? Okay. The way that it's tied to education is because if we look at the outcome-based education that we fought off for years that Charlotte Iserby and, and several other people have warned us about how communistic it is, how Marxist it is, how Nazism it is, because when you take education and you, and you, you streamline it for jobs, you're taking away all the critical thinking, you're taking away all the academics. So that's how it's t- ties to education. How, What ties to the USMCA is that because we have the supply crisis, the government, which was already sold out to the Sustainable Development Goals, has now gone into public-private partnerships with the state of California, as well as the biggest businesses, which have already profited off of COVID so much that it's insane that it's shutting down the small businesses. But if you'll remember in the shows we did on the USMCA, that was part of the plan was to get rid of the small businesses so that these giants could come in and take over everything. And then what we're seeing that also ties into the USMCA is that the justification, the jurisdiction for all of this is not within America. It's outside of America because of that international relationship. And the UN needs this to happen so that we can continue to be stripped of all our freedoms so that we can be that great member state. Yeah, this is this is one of the things we talked about several times. I know Publis mm-hmm. Holda had been on the show when we talked about that. Uh, the mm-hmm. USMC and the selling of American sovereignty, uh, while right. while Donald Trump promoted it as we are sovereign, we've got to be America first. He was America last. Let, let me tell you, you people who buy into that stuff, you're going to see how that is. Also, you know, Lynn, we're, there's mm-hmm. there's somebody down uh, the Mexican government, I think, is trying to sue gun manufacturers in America. I never heard of it, uh, such a thing. They're trying to sue the American gun manufacturers, and uh, now their journalists are coming out. Their quote unquote left wing journalists are coming out, and they're starting to question about. What happened, what, 10, 12 years ago with the Operation Fast and Furious? They're starting to ask a lot of questions about that now. And what's what's opened that up? The USMCA. All mm-hmm. of that has opened it up to a governing body, and that has established the this, this North America kind of deal uh, as a segment of a global uh, government that's you know, that, that's what they wanted. This is what Cruz's wife was a part of. Ted Cruz's wife, Heidi, mm-hmm. was a part of with the CFR. And her, of course, hers was all on the economic side. But nevertheless, they had a blueprint to bring America into that. And uh, this is how they're going to do it. And that's already set up. And, the, and it's amazing to me. It's amazing mm-hmm. to me how deceived the people were by Donald Trump that he was America first. And yet the biggest sellout of American sovereignty Second to us going into the United Nations was this USMCA. All right. If you would jump on down to um, the image that's under number 14 in our email so that folks can go ahead and see this. And for those who cannot see it, uh, we're going to go over it. Um, This is it's the international bureaucracy. Yeah, there you go. Okay. now what this particular one shows is how education is tied to 
well over half of the different entities that are tied into the Free Trade Commission, which was supposed to benefit from this USMCA, which is now also benefiting from the COVID mess that's going on. So in that you have, and we're going to start at 12 o'clock, okay? The Committee on Agricultural Trade, all right, one o'clock. The Committee on the Rules of Origin and Origin Procedure. Next is the Committee on Textile and Apparel Trade. Next is Customs and Trade Facilitation. Next is the Committee on Technical Barriers to Trade. Next is the Committee of Government of Government Procurement. The next one is going to be, this will be around four or five o'clock, the Committee on Transportation Services. The next one is Financial Services. Six o'clock, you're going to see Telecommunications. All right, uh, keep going. You're going to see Intellectual Property Rights, Data Mining Anyone. Uh, then we've got about eight o'clock, State-Owned Enterprises and Designated Municipalities. In other words, your cities and your towns. Monopolies. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Then we have about 8.30-ish, Environment Committee. Then at nine o'clock, Committee on SME Issues. Then we have the North American Competitiveness Committee. Around about 11 o'clock, you're going to see Committee on Good Regulatory Practices. And then finally, the Advisory Committee on Private Commercial Disputes. Now, where you see the E, education was tied to every one of those. Wow, which is, which is, it looks like it's more than half. That's what I said. It's more than half, but that transportation issue was where I wanted to focus because that's what we're seeing happen right now is transportation issues. Yeah. And the guy, and the guy who's supposed to be in charge of that, what's he doing? He's at home putting on fake breasts and, you know, playing house with a man that he calls his husband and and little kids. I mean, I, you can't make this up. And he's not working. And uh, so anyway, uh, don't get me off on that. That's a, a, a I think it's a completely unconstitutional well, I do, deal. Anyway, I, I I do touch on that because in the resources you're going to see the article that I did when he was running for president, his education platform, and then you'll see uh, once he became the secretary of transportation. Uh, you will see the plans that he had to make it more green to to match with the the sustainable development goals. But I also have in the archive for everyone an image that is kind of like, it's a visual where you can tie his roots to socialism. Okay. Uh, Which one is this? That is going to be number nine. And this was while he was mayor of, of South Bend, Indiana. So if you if you can enlarge that, you will see that some of the side notes that I have in here that uh, his father was the president of the International GRAMSCI Society, which was socialist. Okay. So if you want to go over some of the other things that that tie all this together, especially for learning, because that'll be over on the the right-hand side in blue. Um, As a lifelong learning system city, South Bend has joined a global network of OECD lifelong learning cities. OECDs have been in existence since the 1970s. Uh, They have been joined by UNESCO, 
there's your United Nations tie to increase mm-hmm. the number of lifelong learning cities. And I heard that uh, Buttigieg wasn't very good at mayoring either, um, which I'm not surprised at. I mean, the Bible says that these guys are giving over uh, to a reprobate mind. That means a, a worthless mind. I mean, it's it's good for right. nothing. And so you're right. putting these people in, in positions of authority. What are you expecting to get? But stupid mm-hmm. decisions. I mean, really. You, know, right, you also but, have on here, Buttigieg only worked with uh, Big Data McKinney and company to learn how data collection works. I'm wondering if he actually knows how that that actually functions after after being there. Well, here's the thing. Data is a big, big, big part of COVID. But if you noticed on there, not only was it tied to Google, but it was tied to um, Saddleback Church and Bill Hybels, and these are two of the supposed uh, leaders in Christianity. <laughs> well, I'm not, look, I'm, I'm not surprised by that with what people call Christian nowadays, but um, yeah, he, he's got his own problems there. Okay, so so yeah. where do we go from here? I mean, you, you've got all these <laughs> things here, but where do you go from here? Oh, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> You absolutely got crazy. Now, I wanted us to point back to number two, and this is the U.S. Chamber's glowing letter that they wrote while H.R. 3684 or the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act was still on the table. Now, remember, Congress is taking its sweet time resolving differences while all this other garbage is going on. So if we'll go to that letter, I want folks to to see one thing, and that is they're sitting here going, the reason why we support it is because it's going to bring about what? Skill-based education for jobs and the economy. Okay, now which one was this? This is number two. Number two. I'm trying to find because yeah. I have the I have them up and I, I, know, I think I jumped. I, you have, I think I jumped ahead of something there. You did. All right, the U.S. Chamber, but, but that's okay. It fit the conversation, so okay. that's good. Yeah, there it is, right there. The U.S. Chamber key vote letter on HR thirty six eighty four, the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act. And if you go in and you actually read it, which it's it's just like you got to be kidding me. But I wanted to point out one thing: the U.S. Chamber of Commerce was influenced by dun, da, 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 Bill Gates for what? Skill based education. This guy, this guy shows up everywhere. Oh, he did. well, money more money than sense, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, in the archives, people will see an image that I got from one of my former articles. This is number three, and this was. Um, something that I used where the Chamber of Commerce at the national level was saying, oh, yes, we have to marry education to the workforce. And I put over on the side, you know, that had they named it indentured servitude, nobody would have attended. But because they called it talent forward, lots of people showed up. Hmm, Nice. Isn't that lovely of our government? Wonderful. They're so charitable. Yeah, but it's a public-private entity, which is what is going on right now that can tie back to the USMCA is all these are, are all these public-private partnerships. Now, listen, the U.S. Department of Transportation partners with the state of California, which in turn partners with Amazon, um, FedEx, uh, uh, blah, 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 Walmart, 
uh, and some of these other big companies who threw out the lockdown, what they do, they profited. Yep, they profited. By leaps and bounds yep. because they were the only ones that somehow you couldn't magically get COVID. But if you went to mom and dad's store, you would. Yeah, and that is exactly why when that started – Everybody can attest to it. I said, if you're a business owner, you need to just get armed, get up with the community of businesses around you. You go in there armed, and when they come to shut you down, you all flood together to stop the little thugs in blue who are trying to shut you down, and you tell them, no, you can go beat, you can go hit the beat, but you're not mm-hmm. going to come in here and shut our businesses down if you're not going to deal with these people too. It works all the way around. And so what it was, I think, is to drive them out of business and allow these corporations to continue to build up. And again, I well, think one of the things we, we got to do. One that's of the things we brought up. Uh, that's what we brought out in our September in- interview yep. was how many of the small businesses were being wiped out on purpose. Because only the big ones will survive because we're all supposed to be in their employment. Because that's how we're going to be reskilled, which again goes back to education. Now, number four, you're going to see the American Truckers Association. And again, these will all be in the resources. Okay. And yeah, we're jumping around, but it's how the, the, the conversation is working. Here you're going to have the American Trucking Association president who is saying, Oh, yes, all the efforts that are going on right now in the, 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 the COVID era crisis, uh, we're taking care of. But if you go to the bottom of this particular page, you will see uh, just above the picture, if you want to see the rest of his remarks, and then there's a link, which again, will download straight to your computer. It's his remarks that you need to read. So Tim, if you want to go there um, and, and just briefly give the tone of what his remarks were, that would be super for those who cannot see where what we're doing. Okay. Um, just let me back up a paragraph or so. The Infrastructure yeah. Investment and Jobs Act is an example of what's possible when we tell our story, he said, calling the bill historic investment not just in our roads and bridges, but in developing the industry's future workforce. Well, it, you know, it isn't even the majority of it isn't even about infrastructure. Uh, that what's in that bill? It isn't about infrastructure. No, um, it's about it's about aligning jobs to that's education right. yep. for data for data mining for coding for artificial intelligence and um, um, uh, computer based garbage. So that's what infrastructure has become. It's not the roads and bridges. That's just kind of a side thing now. That's right. Okay, so he goes on. He says ATA is not nor ever will be the association of no. We're not complacent obstructionists. No, you're you're people who are fascists violating the U.S. Constitution and supporting those who do it. When confronting an issue, an opinion different from our own, we double down our effort to improve that outcome. No, you double it down to get what you want instead of what the Constitution allows. Uh, we Our don't government's co- doing the same thing. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. They're working yeah. hand in hand. These guys are not representatives. They're corporations. And as a result of that, or they're unions and things of this nature, and as a result of that, they're going in and having this influence over Congress 
to do things that Congress does not have the authority to do. And that's that's what I was putting on. And he says, and we don't yeah. quit. And our persistence and dedication to any challenge, no matter how hard, is why we win. Well, who are they winning over? Well, I'll tell you who they're winning over. They're winning over the American people who are ignorant of what their Constitution says and aren't holding their representatives accountable. Right. Absolutely. Well, that was just in the press release. Um, if you really want to see the the the, the rubber meeting the road it would be in his other comments but i know we're we're needing to move on so that'll be in the resources for you uh but i wanted to point out to you that also in the resources you're going to see uh i give you a link to the about page for the american trucking association and that will tell you how they are in direct partnership with the u.s department of transportation which as i stated has already sold out to the sustainable development goals because we have to have uh more more uh oh goodness what is it we have to stop using gas-powered vehicles we have to be more green and um all that garbage yeah and and here's the thing this fascism has been going on for a long time through republican and democrat presidents mm-hmm. and and by mm-hmm. the way and again for the, for those who continue to support trump all this was, all this kind of stuff was already taking place under Trump. Well, he can't do everything. Okay, he can't do everything at once. I get that. But somehow Joe Biden can do everything at once, and you'll blame him for that. This is what doesn't make any sense to me in the mindset of the people not to see what's going right. on here, Lynn, that this isn't about a political entity or a party. This is about either you are with mm-hmm. liberty and the law that protects that liberty, or you're our enemy. Plain yeah. and simple, you're, you're a domestic enemy. And, well, and we can't somehow people can't see that because they're caught up in the red and blue jersey stuff. Right. But here's here's the reality. It started well before Trump and it's not going to end with. Biden. Absolutely. It, I agree. It, it got it got kicked down the road. And every one of them, I don't give a rat's bottom if they're Republican or Democrat. Every one of them is in on this, even the independents. Yep. So, so, so now the reason why I bring up the green thing and how that ties into education is because every one of the sustainable development goals is woven into education, which is sustainable development goal number four, which is education for all, which directly ties to sustainable development goal number eight, which is what decent work for all. And in my archives, uh, if you go back and you look, and I cannot remember when I wrote it, but it was uh, an article I did about a board game that the UN put out that was available for everyone. It was free, even homeschoolers. They could download the game pieces, and it was kind of like shoots and ladders for the sustainable development goals. And you would see that number four had a slide that went down to number eight. And we're seeing that play out in real life, especially through what's going on and especially how it ties back to something that we were told was really going to make our, our country this fabulous place to be, which it has. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things, you know, on yesterday's show, I titled it, Woe unto them that decree and righteous decrees. And that comes from Isaiah 10. And I'm thinking about that in the midst of what you're presenting, because he goes mm-hmm. on and he says, Woe unto them that decree and righteous decrees. And that right grievousness, which they have prescribed, to turn aside the needy from judgment Mm -hmm. and to take away the right from the poor of my people, that widows may be their prey and that they may rob the fatherless. 
I, I mean, mm-hmm. these guys have, and, and he goes on and he says, you've got judgment coming to you guys. If you're in on this, you're in a covenant with death and hell, and God's going to bring judgment on you. The people may be, may be laxed in bringing judgment on you, but God sees it all, and he knows how to bring judgment on you. He's going to bring judgment on you. I mean, these people, they may think they know what they're doing and think that it's the right thing, but the Bible says that that's a way that leads to death. Now, one thing I want to point out, this is in number seven. If you will go to the American Trucking Research Institute, and this is based in the state of Virginia, I want us to scroll down and you see the title that says research. All right. You're going to see one there that does a study on the VMT, which is vehicle miles traveled. If you look at the Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act, you will see proposed that we are going to have a per mile tax or fee, which is levied on everywhere we go. And this study that you can download, and you're going to have to enter all kinds of information to be able to download this particular study. But Tim, in it, it tells you that this is the trucking industry backing the support of this because, after all, our highway trust fund that is at a federal level is going to be bankrupt by the year 2022. So this is the justification for why we now have to transfer it over into a tax or a fee for everyone to pay by using their vehicle. Education is mentioned in that study, but it's not education as in the traditional classroom. This is a across the board, this is an across the board public education scheme to tell you why you need to support this vehicle tax or this vehicle fee because it's for the collective good. Yep, that communism phrase. You know, that's interesting because a friend of mine that we have gotten our cars from over in Mm -hmm. North Carolina, I talked with him the other day about something, and he said, Tim, he said, we're about out of cars. And this is Mm -hmm. a big dealership. He said, in like um, September, he said, we had like 340 new vehicles. At the time I talked to him, he says, we have 34 on the lot. And we're not expecting any new ones. And I just went on the website like two days ago, and they had like 14 or 15 cars, new, brand new cars. I'm not talking about used. And the interesting thing was, he said, used cars, he said, if people bought a car two years ago, they're actually mm-hmm. getting more for that car than they paid for it on a well, trade-in. Now, okay, or okay. Let, let me bring up a couple of things, Okay. Part of this Sustainable Development Goals, part of the Infrastructure Act, part of what we've seen happen in education is that gas-powered vehicles are evil. Therefore, we must switch over to electricity. But here's the thing about electricity, okay? First of all, it uses more water. What is one of our most precious resources? Water, which is one of the things that God gave us because he knew that we would need it. Now we have government coming in in the name of sustainability, and now we're going to control it. And I can tell you, I've been to Bolivia, and I have seen what happens when a government controls water for a a supposedly free people. So that's one thing. Second of all, here's one thing that people are not mentioning, and maybe they've seen it on Facebook, but this popped up yesterday. Has anyone actually thought this through? 
If all cars were electrically powered, imagine three hours in a traffic jam. With your battery flat, what are you going to do? Especially if you have a child, a little one. Okay. If you're stuck in traffic during the night, you have no battery in, in energy left. You don't have any heat. If you don't have any heat, how can you help protect who's in the car? Can you call the breakdown services that can't get through because the roads are choked? What happens when the road is cleared and no one can move because of dead batteries? What happens when hundreds of thousands of cars, how are they going to be able to be recharged in a traffic jam? It's going to be the same in the summer. What's going to happen when you have no air conditioning in your car? No one wants to talk about it, but yet this is proof that our government is being totally absolutely ignorant as well as all the people believing in the green movement that somehow electric cars will be better and that we have to get the gas cars off of the road, which is part of this infrastructure bill, which is also being taught in schools. And it's not just public schools. This is happening in our libraries, our museums, in after-school programs, in our churches. This is happening anywhere that any sort of education can be brought about because it's through the sustainable development goals taught through the science and technology, the engineering and the math. And we have gone over this till I probably would turn blue. And that is a tool that was put into education, not just for public schools, but for all education levels, all education ages. Yeah. Yeah, people are talking about the water here and the control of the water. Look, for years I've been seeing this uh, where they want to allow, you know, certain places don't want to allow the people to to collect rainwater in the barrels and stuff. They they don't want them to, you know, Mm -hmm. dig ponds and do all this stuff. Yeah, I got to tell you, if they come and tell me that I got some of these too, somebody comes and tells me I can't do that. You know what? I'm going to tell them to get off my property or they're going to be shot for trespassing. I, this is ridiculous. That, and this is what I'm talking about, people. Those of you who still don't get what I talk about when I say, if government thinks it's holier than God and can restrict you from a plant and you give in to that and you think that's moral and noble and blah, blah, and you can give me all the reasons you want to, but God put the plants there. If you if you let them do that, then they'll tell you they'll control the rain too, and they'll control what water you get in your house, and they'll control you know how much how many trees and bushes you got to plant on your property when you build a house and everything else. It's none of their business. Why don't they try doing their job, which is punishing evildoers, real evildoers, according to what the law of God says? And that this is where we get into all this problem is people treat government like it's God. They fear government more than they fear God. And that's the problem. Absolutely. But look at how they're handling the subject of meat. It's evil. Oh, it's methane. It's all this other kind of stuff. And, you know, somebody said something uh, yesterday about the fact of the government was going to try to regulate methane. Well, not to be, you know, cheap or anything like that, but, you know, we produce methane. So, I guess somehow eating no meat will mean that we reduce methane unless you eat beans because beans do what? They produce methane. (laughs) They're good for your heart. Yeah. Please. I could tell you a story about that, but anyway, um, (laughs) yeah, well, let me, okay. Let me bring in a little bit of levity here. Okay. Uh, When we were moving from Florida to North Carolina, we had stopped and uh, the kids were really little 
and um, we had spent the night in a hotel and we're getting breakfast. And of course, we're the only young family that's in the uh, restaurant because there were a lot of old timers and I have to use the ladies room. So I, you know, go up and, and do that. And I come back and my husband is leading my three little children into this song of beans, beans, magical fruit. The more you eat, the more you do. And the husbands <laughs> are dying laughing and the women are just kind of hiding their heads. And as I walk out of the ladies room, they instantly all look at me and I see what's going on. And I just walk back to the table and I just, what are you doing? He was teaching them this song. So yeah. It, it, yeah like but, any yeah, good that, dad would do. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know. but anyway, that, that's our little levity, but anyway, yeah. So watch out for those beans. Cause they're going to produce methane, which we, will kill the planet. Yeah. Anyway. Well, you know, you know, Lynn, <laughs> here, here's the thing. Yeah. And I, and I, this is what drives me nuts, uh, mm-hmm. especially when you come on and you talk about all the stuff they're doing. Mm-hmm. The one thing they're entrusted to do is uphold the law. And we're talking about the moral law. This is this mm-hmm. is what government is really there for. If it's not doing this, it's worthless. It becomes tyrannical because it's creating its own law. That's what I was kind of getting at. Right. And, you know, Paul writes about this, and he writes about it not as descriptive as what it's supposed to be, you know, what it's, what's going on at the time with, with Caesar, which some— um, people use a bad hermeneutic and, and teach that stuff to their people and say, we well, just got to submit to the tyrants. No, he's writing it as prescriptive. This yeah. is the way it's supposed to be. This mm-hmm. is the doctrine I'm given. He says, for rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Wilt thou not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. For he is the minister of God, and I'm saying that for a particular dispensationalist who troll who comes in on our channel at time, He's the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid, for he beareth not the sword in vain. For he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. And the one thing we can't get government to do is to do that right there. They'll get involved in our education. They'll get involved in our streets mm-hmm. and our roads. They'll get involved in our infrastructure. And all. And I know it's in the Constitution. I get it that there. Are, this is a place, though, where when you look to Scripture, you don't see that. That is not yeah. their job. That is not what they're to do. They are to be involved in dealing with evildoers. And at this point, he, Paul says he bears the sword. That is not to put you in a cage somewhere. That is to execute you if you are involved in a capital crime. And there's only, guys, it's not everything you do is a capital crime, but there's about a dozen things that you can forfeit your life over if you're engaged in, whatever sin that is. And sin is transgression of the law or lawlessness or crime, if we want to call it that. And that's the one mm-hmm. thing they won't do, but they'll get involved in all this other stuff that we're talking about, and then they'll bring right. in their partners with it to to you know bring tyranny over the people. Absolutely. Um and I, I cannot disagree with that. Um, I know that we're running out of time. And before that's okay. If we need we, to hold on, we can do that. Okay. There's about 20 lovely. seconds, though. Do you want to tell people where they can find out more about you, and then we'll pick oh, it up on the other yeah. side? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. okay. You can find all this and more on my blog, commoncordiva.com. I do have a donate page if you wish to financially offset all my hours of research. That would be absolutely fabulous. If not, prayer support is absolutely positively needed. You can find me on all the usual media, social um, outlets, and uh, find me on Breaking News Network on Amazon and Roku. All right. Catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. We'll be back with you in the morning, Lord willing, at 6 a.m. Hang on. Join us on SonsLibertyMedia.com, and we'll finish this up. 
All right, I want to welcome everybody coming in from Red State Talk Radio. You can also catch us on, I, I always forget to do this, Rumble uh, at Sons of Liberty Media, excuse me, Sons of Liberty Radio Live on Rumble. Mm-hmm. We're streaming live there. We're also on beforeitsnews.com, top of the page, dlive.tv at the Sons of Liberty, and also Twitch at Setting Brush Fires. Okay, Lynn, you were going to jump in there, and I'm sorry that I run, I, I should no, have given you all no. this time to do these things. No, 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 no. It, it's gone as it's gone as it should. That's absolutely uh, wonderful. Um, if you want to go to resource number 10, Tim, and let everyone see, this is the formal announcement of the partnership between the U.S. Department of Education, uh, excuse me, Transportation and the state of California uh, for all the big businesses to be able to profit because they're going to be our saving grace through all this COVID supply stuff. And why I'm kind of smiling with a, a cheap grin is because who is the superintendent of education in California, but Linda Darling Hammond. And Linda Darling Hammond, if you don't know, was one of the chief orchestrators who listened to Mark Tucker on skill-based education. She's now in charge of education for the whole state of California. But not only that, she goes around the country talking about how we need to data track our kids to death, how we need to skill-based educate them to death. And she's also one of the chief orchestrators for the Common Core State Standards, which still are in existence. Well, isn't that nice? Isn't that special? Mm. I'll be Dana Carvey for a minute. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. I also, in the archives, will have for you all our archived resources and interviews that Tim and I have done, both on the USMCA and both on the uh, Infrastructure uh, Investment and Jobs Act. Now. Um, If you would, Tim, let's show folks the International Trade Commission, because they weighed in on how super the, excuse me, the USMCA was going to be for America as well. But I want us to go over the parameters and the expectations, because this will tighten the education as well. Sorry about okay. that. This was a video. It must be one of our shows or something. And when I clicked on the, the tab, it went on. Sorry about that, folks. <laughs> That's okay. But it's number 13. It's the image. Where, and this the ITC stands for the International Trade Commission. Now, there are nine chapters in the International Trade Commission that are contained in the 34 chapters of the USMCA. Now, let me point out for folks, okay, the USMCA was an agreement that was signed by the Mexican president, the Canadian president, and former President Trump. The legislation to carry out the USMCA was signed into law by Congress. So when people talk about the USMCA, we need to differentiate the agreement from the law that was to help put it into motion. And that's one of the things that you and I did on our many shows about the USMCA. But But let me ask a question about that, Lynn, because we're told USMCA is a treaty. And under a constitution, a treaty is only supposed to be done between the president and and the Senate. But this thing went into the House. I never understood why all that was going on. It went into the House and they had to go to the Senate and then... It was, right. It was an agreement that the three nations came together on to bring about more regionalism for the United Nations. But here's where it gets a little sticky. And I don't know what's going on with my voice, so I do apologize. Um, 
<clears throat> oh goodness. The agreement was one piece of paper. It was the omnibus bill that the Congress, both the House of the Senate, came up with to put the USMCA into motion that most people refer to as the USMCA. No, it was the supposed legislation to put the agreement into to motion for America. It put in mandates and parameters, and that's what we're fixing to go over, are the uh, parameters. Now, the International Trade Commission economic expectations. Remember, this is supposed to be about education, but we'll show you how education is woven in. All right, Tim, I'm going to read the economic expectations if you'll read the parameters, okay? Okay, sure. All right. Okay. The uh, USMCA was to replace the NAFTA, which was enforced since 1994 and embeds education a number of 86 times. It places Americans in five different education categories. The less education you have, the less job choice that you have. Uh, What are we seeing happen now with this crisis? Okay, we need to have all these these people become truckers now. All right. Uh, It uses the United Nations related human capital mandates. It manipulates the job market and the economy. It uses international data mining standards. It uses the USMCA's further division of educated workers to create a case system. So how is this going to make America great or keep America great? Your turn. Uh, Supersedes NAFTA with 21st century, quote unquote, high standards. Yeah, right. Embeds seven different previous global agreements. That can't be a good thing. Places environment, economy over people. Anybody remember that Romans one thing? They won't honor God, so they worship the creature rather than the creator. Yep, that's what that is. About the guy worship. Yep, that's exactly what that is. Yeah, places Mm -hmm. finance, healthcare, and education at a global level. Well, that's nice. Reduces certain industries due to SGD. Uh, the sustainable. Did you mean that as SDG? I did. Okay. And I, I didn't realize that I. That's had that fine. Happen, it happens. Yeah. The sustainable happens. development goals adherence. Uh, reduced industries means less jobs, not more. Uses international data mining standards. Uses P3s and a regional labor commission to increase job economic manipulation of the USA or keep America great. Ah, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah. Now. How that's going to tie into what's going on. Oh, goodness gracious. By the way, the chat in the the, the chat has just gone downhill over the methane thing. Sorry about that. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Let's let's move on. Come on, people. Let's move on. Because this is really serious. Okay. I was only doing that to kind of help bring a a moment of levity. It happens. Anyway, I know it does. Okay. Um, if you have not seen this, this is going to debut in the state of Utah, but it's absolutely going to hit everywhere. And here's how, because it's tied into the International Trade Commission through the ISO, which is the International Standards Organization, which has everything to do with the student data rate that goes on in education to align it to uh, workforce needs. And that is the digital driver's license. And if you've not seen this, on oh, Facebook, yeah. you'll see it here. And I give you the press release because it tells you it's coming in 2022. Somehow all your privacy is going to be protected. BS and Horsaki, it is not. And what it's going to do 
is it's going to use a digital driver's license. And uh, here's what it will harvest. Your health records, your vaccine records, your financial reports, your credit scores, your travel record, how you pay on your taxes, your vehicle registration, how you spend your money, how you vote, if you're a sex offender or not. Licenses and permits of all kinds. So even your marriage license will be on there. Your dietary preferences, uh, your outstanding parking fines and fees, your background checks, your reward program, and your social credit score. Nice. Now, yeah. I, I'm showing this because this this was a, a big story that came out this week. Mm-hmm. Can can you tell me? Does this tie mm-hmm. in with what they're trying to push? They're trying to push it here in the, in uh, South Carolina because when I took one of my daughters in mm-hmm. to get her license, uh, they oh, do you want the real ID? Do you want the real ID driver's license or something? Does this tie in with that it as does. well? Okay, it absolutely does. And here's what's happening in North Carolina: they're not really stressing that. Okay, this is what you're now signing up for. Um, and I had that happen to one of one of my lovelies. And it was like, oh, I didn't realize that's what I was getting because it was not really brought up. But what I can tell you is that here in my local community, I just attended the town board meeting the other uh, on Monday night. And one of the things that was sold as it's a good thing is that we're going to uh, pretty soon have cameras at every intersection that will be able to capture your license plate that will automatically refer back to the State Department of Transportation. And if you have any outstanding warrants of any kind, it's a uh, it's a quicker way to to have you arrested. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not surprised about that. You know, I'm mm-hmm. learning some things uh, in the process of doing several things here behind the scenes personally. Right. And my understanding is, is that we don't really, if we're not engaged in commerce, we don't need a driver's license. That's the first thing. Nor do we need a license plate. Um, but there's some things that we have to do as far as um, knowing the law so that we can be able to properly instruct officers who want to throw their weight around who don't know the law and want to come after us for that. So that'd be a great way to get around these things is to not even have that stuff on our car or not carry it around. In fact, I've got a particular a piece of paper that uh, I'll be using in the future. And uh, this is uh, this is a um, came from the state of Minnesota, mm-hmm. by the way. And I am told to carry this around with me. And that uh, you get pulled over for you know speeding, any of these kinds of things, you slap this on them, let them run that name. And these guys are they usually run from you like you got the plague or something. And mm-hmm. uh, I, my understanding is it's because you would be the only person going into court with what they call clean hands, a clean hands doctrine, because you're you're being uh, straightforward about who you are. Uh, and none of the people who are going to come in there know anything about that. So there's a lot of stuff that's being hidden from us uh, where, you know, where we should be able to uh, uh, refute a lot of this stuff and mm-hmm. go about our business without it being a problem. We're, we're going to have to stand up for our rights, and that's the issue, is if you don't know your rights, if you don't know what the law is and be able to stand on that, then you don't mm-hmm. have any of it. So, yeah, it's a, it's right. a problem. Right, but this goes back to education, and again, not just in public schools, because, you know, what you're talking, driving happens to anybody, whether you're in public school or not. 
but how many people know this? It's because it's been, you know, as you just said, it's being hidden. So again, this goes back to the level of education across the board. So, uh, yeah, that's everything I got today. And it's a lot, but it's pretty deep and uh, it, it, needs to be a topic of conversation because if you cannot see the writing on the wall, if you cannot see how all this has been orchestrated, that's why I put the article together was to be able to tie it together for you. And um, I I will tell you this uh, elections were yesterday here in Mooresville where I happen to live. Mm -hmm. And I got told, you know, well, you need to run for office. We need you to to be there representing us and i said you know hey I'll, I'll think about it but it brings up a point that you brought up at the top of the show is that you know you're only relying on other people to do what you need to be doing right. because here's here's what i learned was because i went to that particular uh town meeting the other night and got to speak uh i had uh an official reach out and say, Hey, I want to help solve this problem. So we're going to see what happens. But it was the fact of, if I had not shown up and not taken my three minutes, not even three minutes of my time to speak up that conversation, that, that problem that needs to be solved would not even have come up. So this is why I'm saying we cannot keep relying on people like you and I to keep doing everybody's business for them. Because first of all, we're not going to be around forever. And second of all, it's your blasted duty. Yep, that's right. Well, and you know, the people who are always wanting somebody else to do it, they see it enough to know that it's a good thing of whatever you're telling them. The the thing is, is if they would, if they were serious about it, if they were really serious Mm -hmm. about it, what that would and they would run for the office themselves it should cause them to fear god enough to where they go and they start researching the stuff for themselves so they become well educated in order to refute those who are bringing whatever they're against and also to establish what they actually believe in which is supposed to be the law right absolutely I, I mean, I know that's what it does. I know this what the, this stuff does to me. When I would get in conversations with people, and they would bring up something that I wasn't familiar with, especially if it was biblical, and I'm like, "Well, I've never heard any of this. I've never heard somebody espouse this before." But then I see certain elements of it, and then I would go and literally, my wife will tell you, it drive me nuts. I I would be on that topic for two or three weeks, reading books, reading the scriptures, going through them, reading commentaries, seeing how, if any, and I would either come out and say, yep, they're exactly right, or these people are so far out there, I I just, I can't, I can't have anything to do with them anymore. So it, it should drive us to that. And I think that's part of the thing, Lynn, when people are driven to the place where they're pushed into a corner they go and find out kind of, all kinds of stuff. I could point to numerous people. You're you're one of them that you got into looking at this stuff as a, uh, a homeschool mom, and now it's just become this is what you do. This is yeah. these are the things you do. We we talk about uh, Marianne Perez, who also contributes to us at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Her daughter died from OxyContin, and she has spent years just mm-hmm. reporting and investigating these big pharma companies and exposing what they're doing and everything. She would have never done that had that not happened. We, we see right. the, the, the families of Extortion 17. Those guys, yeah, they were, they were a tight-knit military family. But on that subject, boy, when that came out, they dug in and they got all kinds of things. And so whatever it is that affects us the most, it drives us to know every what we can know about it 
so that we can refute it, so that we can expose it, and hopefully so that we can bring some justice about in there, because that's the end aim. Justice guards the liberty. If we don't have justice, we don't have liberty. Plain and right. simple. We, do, we just don't have right. it. Absolutely. Well, we also do what we do because we're also charged to leave those markers. That's right. Uh, for, for others to follow. So, you know, uh, it doesn't have to be just you and I or people like you've, you've mentioned uh, to do the work for you. You know, we need all of us. And that's why we're in the mess we're in is because not enough people are speaking up. And again, what all we've talked about today is not just reserved for public school education. This is coming after everyone on purpose because you cannot be a good member nation for the UN or member state for the the UN if you don't have every person along on the agenda. And that's the whole point. Yep, that's exactly right. And, you know, and this is part of the Great Commission. Now, I don't know how many people don't get this because some people will go to Mark and they'll quote the Great Commission, preach the gospel. Okay, well, that's that's good. That's part of the Great Commission. But when you go to Matthew 18, uh, 28, 18 through 20, what you see is we're to teach all things that Christ commanded. And he commanded a lot of stuff. He reiterated the commands of God in the Old Testament, too. And so that takes time to make a disciple. Look, let me put it this way. To make a disciple, we're not called to make converts. That's what Pharisees do. Remember, Jesus says you travel uh, all over the sea and all over land to make one convert, and you make him twice the son of hell. Okay? That's not what we're called to do. We're called to make disciples, And in making a disciple, what is a disciple? It's a learner. That's what the word means. It's someone who learns. And so we're to teach them what? All things that Christ commanded. That's a lot of stuff. That's all what the scripture says. Because Jesus said, after his resurrection, Luke 28, he told his disciples the scriptures, Moses, the prophet, the Psalms, they speak of who? That's right. They speak of me. That's what he said. And so we're to take people, and so God, you know, I heard somebody the other day, they gave me some kind of rattle off. Oh, you you bring your imaginary friend in with your your middle-aged gold book, or I forget what they call the Bible. And I said, yep, and it's just as relevant today as it was then. You're still going to die, and if you're unrepentant, you're going to die in your sin. And the fact of the matter is, God has given us everything for life and godliness. That includes for our physical well-being as well as our spiritual. He instructs us on how we're to be self-governing. He teaches us how we're to govern our homes. He teaches us how the church is to be governed. He teaches us how the civil magistrate, I just read it to you from Romans 13, that he is the, I mean, you talk, I don't need Elevation Church over here in Charlotte to tell me that the Bible's relevant. The Bible is relevant if men would just preach the word of God, but they won't do that. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting on a little soapbox here. They won't do that. Instead, they want to take people and they want to coddle them. And look, I understand compassion for people. And I think we need to be compassionate towards those who are broken and those who need to be upheld and to be instructed. But boy, we got some real knuckleheads who just don't want to hear what God says, and they call themselves Christians, which means they're they're a follower of Christ, but they don't act Christian. They don't they don't even acknowledge the very foundation and authority that the Bible says it is the word of God. It has been proven over and over that if you do what God says not to do, you're going to suffer for that. And if you obey God in that, you'll find that there's blessings. 
And I, I just, for the life of me, Lynn, when we talk about these things, this is, mm-hmm. man, when we, especially when we talk about education, which is really indoctrination, that's really what we're, we're talking about here. Man wants to do it his way apart from God. He wants to be like Nimrod back there at the Tower of Babel, and he wants to say, come, let us come together lest we be destroyed, and let's build a city. And what they want to do now is they want to build a an earth-wide city, and they want to control the people. They want them to be the brick in the wall. They want them to be the communist little cookie-cutter, you know, functioning whatever, cog in the wheel, I think this is the term that you use. And Mm -hmm. instead, God has designed us to all be different. He even speaks about that in the church. He says we're part of the body. And I'm, you know, I don't know which part of the body I'm supposed to be, but some of us are hands, some of us are feet, some of us are are a mouth, some of us are ears, some of us are eyes, some of us are noses, and, you know, other parts that are unsightly, Paul says, and all of this. And all of us have a function that we that we perform within the body of Christ, those of us who are Christians. And so if that's the case, we're not meant to be all the same way. And, yeah. uh, you know, some people come in and they say, well, I like Bradley speaking away you better than you do. Well, I like Tim speaking. Well, who cares? We're part of the body. We have different gifts. We're going to exercise those things differently. And hey, if you learn something from me, great. If you learn something from Bradley, great. But the point is you're to follow Christ. You're not to follow either one of us because we're not the standard of it. Right. Absolutely. And let me just, with that said, let me just say, when I say I have followers, what I mean is people who are coming along. Yes, sure. I get that. Looking at the research, because I know I'm not God Almighty. Thank the Lord I'm not God Almighty. And I'm not worthy to to, to be put up there at all. I just want to do what he has led me to do to help inform others. And that's all I want to do. Yeah, no, and I wasn't implying that you were what, oh, what I was no, getting no, at. No, I know that. I wanted to take that moment yeah. to, to help people know when I say something about my followers, I wanted to differentiate that I'm in no way trying to. So, no, I know you weren't. I just wanted to to, to point that out. Sure, sure. And Paul Paul would tell you know those who followed him, follow mm-hmm. me as I follow Christ. Where Paul didn't follow mm-hmm. Christ, he would say, don't follow me in that area. Repent right, of that. Right. I need to repent of it. And he would mm-hmm. say, this is the standard. Anyway, I, I just got on a little soapbox there. Sorry about that. Okay. But, that I, no, but no, I, no, but no. I do. It, it all plays in. Yeah, it I think it, I think it absolutely does. does. And this is, this is part of why when you bring this stuff to our attention, the people have to, they, they've got to take this to heart because God is showing you something, folks, that honestly, I don't know of other outlets that cover the things it, maybe maybe we could talk about Alex Newman. He he does cover some some things in the education area. There's no question about that. But, I mean, there's not a lot of people who bring out what you bring out, Lynn. I mean, this is kind mm-hmm. of a sort of an exclusive thing. I mean, I know some people give you other platforms, too. Don't get me wrong. But what you right. – I'm talking about what you but do. But we need more, though. We yeah. really do. What you we do is do. very important to the people being able to respond to mm-hmm. the flood of iniquity that's coming into the country. Uh, well, and this is why we need more opportunities to speak, but we also need more people to pick up the, the baton That's right. because I'm not always going to be here. You're not always going to be here. And somebody by, by God needs to do it. 
They really do. Yeah, that's exactly right. Lynn, uh, we appreciate yes, you as always. Are we finished up here? Do we got something else? We, we are. Want? No, okay. we're, we're done. We okay. had a lot today. Yeah, we there's did. Going to, there's going to be 16 different resources for you in the archive. So you've got a lot of homework. Yep. Yep. That's right. All right. So we're going to have all this up in the archive later this morning. So be looking for that sons of Liberty media.com. So if you saw something, heard something you want to put you on, uh, dig it a little deeper in, or you want to share it, please feel free to do that. Sons of Liberty media.com. You can pick that up then Bradley be with you at 3 PM Eastern. And, uh, yeah, who knows what we're going to have tomorrow, 6 AM Eastern, I got some phone calls out there. Maybe we'll have a guest. Uh, otherwise, you're stuck with me. And then on Friday, Lord willing, we're going to have the Batman on. So uh, Bradley will be with us bright and early. Um, hopefully, hopefully he'll be oh, good and awake, fam. He's usually awake by mid of the show, that's for sure. And we may go over, so be prepared for that. You guys have a great day, and we'll see you in the morning. Lord willing, adios.